Hello everyone, welcome to Happens and Streets with Baba and Queen. Hi, hi, hi. Why do I sound so down, so low? Because it's been 14 days and there's still 14 more days before the uh-huh. next race. Another 14 days. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm done. It's tragic. Actually, it's very... I, I try not to <laughs> kill myself. I don't know if I want them to come back, though. Yeah, because Ferrari is at it. And Should Red we Bull go straight just... into Ferrari? <laughs> 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 Guys, if you've been on Twitter this past day and a half, you will know that the tweets are onto something. Is there a conspiracy theory? We don't know, but we've Tell been us. able to piece together some... You know, information, articles, blogs here and there. Honestly, I want to give Baba here some credit here because, see, when you read the tweets, they don't make any <laughs> sense. It's like all over the place. I'm like, can one person just tell us what is happening? Give us the gist. You yes. won't find this anywhere. So this Actually, is. Actually, you will. <laughs> <laughs> you no. This you will have to search for it. This yeah, is, I did a deep is, dive. Yeah, this is extensive research i, I so, did some reading in the wee hours of the morning see you don't want to read a lot you don't have time don't that's worry. why we are here we for got you. you great exactly let's go let's go so for those of you who know i think we've spoken about john elkan before he's the president of ferrari whatever that means and the last time we spoke about him shao went to meet him because he didn't like what was going on in the team blah blah Later on, Shao himself said he's also surprised by these rumors because he doesn't know when this <laughs> happened. But yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, John has a brother called Lapo, if that's how it is pronounced. Yesterday or two days ago, Lapo came to tweet something about Ferrari never going to win again if they don't stop with the politics. And then he included a picture of historic Ferrari cars and highlighted Santander will say Santander. <laughs> Santander. <laughs> and highlighted Santander. Maybe that's how to pronounce it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And highlighted it. So someone quoted that tweet and he's like, he wouldn't be surprised if 15 years from now, it comes out that Santander was manipulating things behind the scenes against Shao. Well, that was the longest shot of the tweet. Mm-hmm. And then Lapo came back to tweet, Santander for me, terrible bank. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to go too deep into Lapo, but we Mm. are not very sure he's very trustworthy because... Most credible source. He might not be the most credible source just because he's had some issues that have sent him to rehab. Let's just put it that way, right? But he seems to be okay, and he seems to be the only one bold enough to step out of line to call Ferrari out because he's, he's to him like Ferrari is too precious and he wants to call out these things even if nothing will be done about it. So anyway, let's go into it. Lapo is actually not some random fan or just a brother of the president of Ferrari. He's on the Ferrari board. So he's literally in a circle and he's come out to confirm what conspiracy theories have been saying for years. Now, why are we like... Okay, let me even start from back in 2008. This a, is where... A short trip, <laughs> trip to the past. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so, this all started in 2008. A year after Kimi Iceman Raikkonen won the only 
um, what's it called, WDC since Schumacher's time. And no one else has won since Kimi, right? With Ferrari. <sighs> With that Ferrari, is, mm. yes. And this has been very, like, this guy was instrumental to them. And mm. you would think that, oh, in 2008, they'll be backing him. No. So he started off very well. The first four races, he was leading the championship. And then all of a sudden, there was a mistake from the pit wall, or actually it was the pit crew, that led to him being given a drive-through penalty. And from then on, was his season just tanked. From then, he lost the championship contention. They changed his front suspension without his knowledge. So now his lap times in that same season, all of a sudden, he was just not tracking anything to write home about. And it's like, okay, now we are backing, what's his teammate's name? Massa, Felipe Massa, to become WDC. Keep this in mind. We'll come back to Massa 2008, <laughs> WDC contender. So why did this happen? Because apparently Santander was with McLaren at the time and decided that they were going to move to become one of the key sponsors, bringing in billions to Ferrari. So this was like a huge deal for Ferrari at the time. And remember, this was also the time where the tobacco companies were still in Formula One, but had been banned. So it was very crucial for them to find other sponsors that weren't so tobacco heavy, right? Okay. Santander said they were going to come on on condition that they come with Fernando Alonso as their driver. So they couldn't sack Kimi, who had just won a WDC for them, but they needed Felipe Massa as well because Massa was Brazilian and they were planning to IPO in Brazil in 2009, which meant a lot to the company at the time. They needed that mascot to drive Santander in Brazil. So this was like a huge company business move to them. But who was collateral damage in this case? Kimi. So what did they start? His own team started a PR, I don't know, campaign against him. And it, all of a sudden it was in the media that he was lacking motivation. He was going to retire soon. And Kimi's like, I never said this. Like, where is this even coming from? And oh, anyway, Dominicali had replaced Todd at the time. It was messy. It was political. They just needed a way to make him less credible as the main racing driver because they needed to make space for Alonso to come on. And mm. Alonso was also saying things. You know Alonso, he's always part of these controversies. <laughs> he loves them. Like, I don't know. Presence. Like, like a moth <laughs> to the flame. <laughs> <sighs> so, well, at the end of the day, Let's just, I don't want to talk too much about it, but let's just say he was bought out of his contract. That's his, um, Kimi was bought out of his contract, which meant that Alonso became the driver in 2010. And in 2009, he was made the de facto number two driver. Someone who won the WDC for them became the de facto number two driver to Massa because of how important Brazil was to Santander at the time. Like, it was all very political. Again... There are a lot of speculations and we are deriving, you know, facts and infos from articles and all of that. It could be a conspiracy, but Lapo coming out to sort of confirm this is like all the people are like, yes, this we knew this, but someone in the inner circle has come out yeah. to confirm it. Right. So they paid Kimi $20 million at the time and they gave him the option to now go to go back to McLaren, I think. And that, that's what it said. So that was his deal. 
So this was before he came back to Ferrari the second time, if you remember. But it was very, very messy for Kimi. And Kimi is such a sweet soul. It's like, he didn't say anything. He's just, he just kept quiet. He just wants to drive, really. Yes, honestly. Yeah. And I can't blame him. And there was a whole point about Schumacher being the you know, testing driver in charge of development and him favoring Massa a bit more. Yeah, very messy. Anyway, and Massa. Yes. <laughs> Massa. Do you know why I say keep it in mind? Remember that Massa wants to go to court to say he's in court for the 2008, the fact that he didn't win in 2008 because of um, Hamilton and... So it wasn't directly about Hamilton in this case. It was about the whole Renault controversy with, again, Fernando Alonso. Alonso! That Diallo. <laughs> Alonso, why? <laughs> okay, fine. This is not about Alonso. It's about Ferrari management and, and the ability of a sponsor to influence so much and almost destroy someone's career because, like, it's business, you know? It's just business for them. Business as usual. Be you. Why are we talking about this now? Because we see it happening. Well, with? it is assumed that it's happening with Carlos Sainz Jr. And, and Charles Leclerc, the love yes. of my life. So, personally, I wasn't even sure how deep it went because everyone knew that, oh, Carlos brought the main sponsors. So, there yeah. was a lot of politics there and a lot of people were, like, internally were pushing for Carlos because of this whole sponsorship thing. But Santander, having done this before and it coming to light, it's like it's giving history repeating itself mm. all over again. And personally, I also think Shao has the support of like the crew. But when it comes to business and management, they are just going where the money takes them. Yeah. And really, if nothing changes with that kind of attitude, I mean, there are so many issues at Ferrari. But if the sponsorship is going to be the main thing, Trust me, like, what's the point of having a star driver that you're not going to use because of business, Money. politics? Like, Cash I, is king. it's given Arsenal. Let me not even go there. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, because it's really given Arsenal. Like, Arsenal was so good. They kept training, like, the best guys and selling them off instead of using them. It's the same thing. It became a business venture for Arsenal. And we had so many years of pain and struggles. <laughs> And it's here the I am for me. seeing a direct <laughs> parallel in Formula One. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, Charles deserves so much better. So for me, it's either he leaves yeah, or we really need to talk changes. exit plan. Yeah, we really need because, to talk exit plan. Like, there's plan. so much he can do, right? He's always trying to be supportive, the best driver. Like, mm. Why are you so good, Charles? Like, enter your villain era already. Mm. Like, you deserve to be WDC. And we believe in you. Don't let them drag you down. That's Amen. all I have to say on this issue. Chris. Also, there was this news article that I... Well, it wasn't a news article. But the father of Penelope, who is the daughter, <laughs> the stepdaughter of, of Max Verstappen, was on this podcast where he said... He had he was going very well in his career, winning. I think he had just won a race or two or gotten a podium when he was driving with Red Bull and even got a contract with Ferrari and turned them down only for something to have happened and then he was demoted, demoted back to Toro Rosso. So this was a career that could have been and we'll never know. And it just looks like Red Bull has sort of destroyed so many careers by having these 
two teams that they keep promoting and demoting mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. breaking confidence, like, like really breaking drivers. It takes a lot to come back from that, right? Like we all saw how Pierre struggled. Albon is doing so much better in Williams. Like, see, let me advise those of you in toxic work environments. <laughs> it's time to leave. You are at your best. Release your job. Release your <laughs> You are at your best when the environment suits you. And that's toxic. You, you need to struggle life. You need to stop it. Yeah. Baba went on one holiday and came back. She said, you need to embrace soft life. <laughs> it's your baby girl and baby boy era. Now, yeah. embrace it. Guys, you're at your best when your mind and your heart are at peace and at one. Mm. You heard it here first. Leave the toxic environment. And in case you don't know who um, Penelope's dad is. Oh, yeah, right. Daniel <laughs> Kiviat. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll not go into that. But yeah, that's 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 just for gist. Um, I also wanted us to touch on um, a bit on Greg Bean. Just acknowledge oh. him on the podcast. Well, we are mostly Formula 1, F2, F3, IndyCar, WC. <laughs> <laughs> we, touch on, we touch on motorsports. A lot of things, right? Yeah. yeah. But we, we are not um, rally people, but we still want to acknowledge him. He passed away this week. Yeah. Um, he seemed to have been a very lovely guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Rest a few, in peace. A few seconds of silence. Okay. Now let's continue. Yes. Then. So the next thing, again, that's all where the, all the gist yeah, is gonna like, be. All the drama is on Twitter. <laughs> F1 Twitter has been lit, lit, lit. Anyway, this time is because all the people in the various camps, Camp Alonso, Team LH, Team Red, Vestapen, Orange, Orange, <laughs> Orange Army. Everywhere. Everyone came together. As one. As one. Women in <laughs> motorsports. All of us. Females in motorsports. Seem to have come together to sort of cancel pit stop. Now, you guys know that we really like them. Like, I think personally they inspired us because they showed the way for new fans to come into their podcast space and sort of create content for either new fans or yeah. like just to give the boldness for you to know like you don't have to know everything, everything but like once you're able to share that passion it goes a long way and they also helped us with you know embracing the fact that there's nothing wrong with being a dts fan um as yeah. long as you grow you on grow. it <laughs> now that seems to have been the issue in this last like this is not the first time they are not new to controversy right but this time around, it seemed like they went on Screaming Meals, which is like an F2 podcast with Marcus Armstrong, um, Clément. I don't know Clément's um, full name. Honestly, what's his full name? I think it's Novak. No, yeah. yeah. Yes. And then um, um, Clément's flatmate, who is in insurance, <laughs> James. But I think he also used to race. Anyway... Um, I honestly think they might have had a bit too much to drink. So some things were said that might have been... They just weren't the right things. And people took offense to them, and rightfully so. Because first of they came across as saying they didn't care about Formula 1. They were not diehard fans. 
and it seemed a bit ungrateful and like brushing off the opportunity. It, it was almost like they were not acknowledging just how huge of an opportunity they had gotten to have so much mm-hmm. access to so many people in such a short time. And yeah. it also seemed as if they were not actually trying hard enough to learn mm-hmm. about Formula One. I don't know if I agree necessarily with that because I used to listen, maybe not as much anymore, but you could tell they were learning things along the way that not everyone would know. The problem is it looks like they're not making that much effort. Yeah, it's not an intentional thing to yeah, learn. It's more like, it's more okay, I'm, I'm chatting to people yeah, and, and then, then they, they say something. It's like, oh, okay, So cool. if they never met people, then they wouldn't know about it. They you, wouldn't do the kind the of extra. research you did on Ferrari controversy or something like that. Like, they wouldn't do that. Honestly, yeah. I think sometimes they read up on stuff. Fab does yeah. try sometimes. But sometimes, the person yeah. who said it, Jake himself, honestly, he wouldn't. So, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And, well, it looked. It also looked like they hadn't done their research on the people they were even yeah. interviewing with. So, they kept saying things like they didn't know that Marcus was now in IndyCar. And it just came off as a bit disrespectful yeah. in the sense like I'm taking for granted the privilege it is to be here with you guys. So I didn't even make an effort. It's like yeah. vibes. Yeah, we've just come showing up. And what made it worse? Actually, thinking about it, they were guests on the show. So I guess that's what would be their excuse. Like they yeah, don't have to they, do anything they, about that um, about that because they were invited onto the show. I mean, no, but they were invited because it, those people are racing drivers. So yes. it was an opportunity to have a sit down with them. Even if you are going to be interviewed, it's still a, a bigger platform with people who I mean, are... Queen, I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter whether I am invited or is the other way around. Like, I would want to know who oh, I'm sitting with. as a person, yes, yes. definitely. But I, I, I just think it's... Maybe it's something that's the way they saw it. Saw it. Like they are also big now and they are going on the show. So, or they thought it was just going to be bros hanging out. I guess. Yeah, I think but, they they might have been a bit too comfortable and they didn't yeah. realize just what was said and it was taken very lightly. Yeah. So they didn't expect the sort of backlash, backlash. that came with mm. it. And I think the worst part was one when one Manuel Korea like came up. So this is the guy for those who don't know, like, and it was even in Drive to Survive, so it's not really much of an excuse, right? So the, he and Antoine Hubert were involved in a crash. Antoine died. Juan Manuel had to come back from paralysis, learning how to walk, and he's finally back in F2. Like, it means so much yeah. for him. Like, racing is literally his life. He almost lost his life for it. And um, Fab says something about nobody cares about the racing. They only care about what you do outside the racing. And you say this to people whose yeah. whole lives... Yeah, you are all about the lifestyle, the glam, asking about... Like the clubbing. Asking and, about how much they earn. And, you know, like... And they kept hammering on... Jake especially kept saying things like, oh, you know, not everyone is has the opportunity to have a lifestyle like this blah 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 so it was all very much like oh you have this big thing happening you are living this big life and it wasn't 
Yeah, because I think at a point, Clément even said is really not that glamorous. Like, we yeah. literally see the airport, yeah. the hotel, and the truck, and it's back again. So, it, there was so much emphasis. It almost seemed like they were trying to divest the conversation away from actual racing. racing. Which was what they were trying to do. Yes. Like, and um, one Manuel actually came because he was supposed to get a different episode. And I've listened to, like, snippets of... Juan Manuel um, talking about his racing and the Antoine Hubert thing. It's so deep and he has so much to offer. So hopefully he gets his own episode as well. So hopefully he gets his own episode as well. But yeah, it was kind of an S show. It just went down downhill from, like, I don't know, from the start really. And I want, I want to say we need to grant grace because I don't think they meant it from a, a place of bad intentions. I, I think the part that is going to be very difficult for people to sell. I mean, this part was, you know, everyone is just trying to make meaning to what happened. But the fact that it was there was more of the women angle as well yeah. and women watching races or watching F1 because of the men rather than the races like yeah. that part i mean even like, that part marcus was very complicit as well but yeah. he's not getting as much like he's getting slack for some reason like i think people just want pit stops downfall yeah. because they think yeah, they don't true. deserve it i don't agree that's not how life works yeah however marcus also said some things that should be addressed like the fact that he said about 80 to 90 percent of his listeners are and women and he doesn't think they even watch their races like, what's the point? That's belittling the very people you're talking about who listen to you. Like, why are they listening to you in the first place? You are just, like, without the racing, I, I don't think any yeah. of them would, like... And it's not like we... Just because you DNF'd in a race, if I meet Shao and he DNF's in a race, I'm not going to say, oh, sorry for your DNF. I don't want to remind him of that. I'll probably say something to be nicer and kinder and that's what i think people were trying to do in his case and he took it as women meet me and then they say oh nice race and i didn't even finish the race and i'm like maybe they were trying to be nice did you ever think about that yeah i mean that that was definitely not the best people wake up at really odd hours the last race it was like 4 or 3 a.m and i was watching it and so you are trying to tell me that I woke up to watch because I was going to see handsome. I did, we, we literally can't. See can't you. We can't see you. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm looking at your car. You are your head in the helmet. Yes, like, I can't even see that properly. So yeah. what does that mean? And and it was very ironic to most of the women who were angry about it because you are not even cutting them slack mm-hmm. as women because they are women. They have to prove that they are like fans blah 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 and here are two blokes doing exactly what they are not supposed to be doing and getting away now, we with, with it. it yeah yeah so and the, the fact that the previous guests were lissy mackintosh and jamie, jamie chadwick, chadwick my queen well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that makes it even worse like everything about the whole situation was bad yeah and but. i went through most of the comments on youtube like literally only one good comment. <laughs> that was massive backlash like you sh- it, just imagine how wrong you were to have 
everyone everyone so we'd... angry at you and we uh, even forgot to mention that all these people went on spotify skipped to the end of the episode so they could raise them and they went from i think was it 4.6 or 4.7 down to I right now it was 8 or 3 no I no it was in the fourth. no 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 they were like 4.6 no as in they dropped before, to no no not they're dropping uh, like before they're dropping they were like yeah, 4.7 right now they are two points hey, ah, they're, no, still no, they're like 2.4 yes and it took about Ooh. 10k people Wow. How did you piss off 10,000 people to rate your show that poorly? Like, I just think that this is a learning opportunity. I really believe in grace because you never know when you say the wrong thing, right? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the best of situations. They didn't expect this to blow up the way it did in such a negative way. Mm-hmm. I really think they are good-natured guys, like, honestly. But there should be a learning opportunity. They should take a step back. Have a look at how they see their racing drivers themselves, how they see women in the sports. Yeah. Perhaps be more dedicated to the opportunity they've been given and to be more grateful so that they, their work that goes in going forward um, sort of amounts or matches the opportunities they are given. Yep. So they keep getting more. Like, yeah. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. Just because we like the drivers and doesn't mean that we do not follow it's the race. It's not mutually exclusive. Like, do you understand? It's not like, oh, <laughs> if you like the driver because he's handsome, you can't you like, can't like the racing sports. or the sports it, as well. It just doesn't make sense. Like We do a lot of reading. Personally, as a person, I've read the regulations. And she wants I don't to read know about again. you. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, it's just, we do learn about the sport and we've put in a lot of work. We listen to a lot of things, watch a lot of videos to better understand the sport. So just because we've not been in it for long or we think a driver is handsome we doesn't mean... as DTS fans. It like, does not matter. Yeah, the segregation, it's mad. But mm. it doesn't help, right? Some of these situations doesn't yeah. help people who started off as DTS fans because it almost gives the implication that we don't care about the racing, we don't we go just, into We detail. are just here for the drama and people yeah. crashing. And you know, it. I read this comment and it resonated with me because someone was literally like, I don't watch the races for the cool drivers. Like, it's literally saved my mental health. Yeah. And I totally agreed with that. Yeah. There's just so much to the sport and so much that happens in the sport that saves people and it's just an outlet outside of like the drama in their lives it's a a really good escape from from real life so yeah anyway so that was the other drama on twitter the tweeps came together to give them a poor rating i don't even think that's their target audience in the first place so i don't know if it will hurt them as much as they think it will mm. if anything maybe the pr teams might not be very forthcoming yeah, after already, this, they, are not, they are not forthcoming yeah, this is very apparently. negative publicity for them so yeah. yeah all the best guys yeah all the best anyways i think we should end it here for today Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. We'll be back next week with more. I mean, F1 never sleeps. Yeah. There's always There's news. always something. Always so. something. So don't worry. I'll keep my eyes out on Twitter to keep you guys informed, yeah? Mm, Twitter experts. <laughs> okay. Also, please like our TikToks. Thanks. Yep. 
and um, follow us on all social media platforms. And tell your friends to also follow us so that we we'll get like good people to come on. You know, ah, <laughs> <laughs> people are stressing me. <laughs> and since we are talking about reviews, don't forget to give us like five stars. On, we beg on you all, <laughs> on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.